and welcome back to another Harry Potter and the Rumored Podcast. I'm your host, David Jensen, joined as always with my co-host, Kyle Janis. Kyle, how are you doing? I'm great. For our uh, super fans who are watching and follow us on Instagram at Harry Potter Reread Podcast, and they like checking out our stories, they may realize that some of the videos from last week, uh, we are wearing the exact same clothes and in the exact same position. It's either a fluke or we're super sloppy and dirty and just don't give a general F-U-C-K. Exactly. No other options power of recording ahead of time but it's We're definitely nice to be not back. recording these back to back definitely not. <laughs> that's why we definitely didn't mention what we were going to talk about this week a whole bunch i i, I noticed i noticed that too it's like oh just, just wait just wait until next week just wait until next week when we know what we're talking about but here's the thing <laughs> this week's chapter is so much better than last week's it is it really is it's uh this chapter as a matter of fact it's chapter 16 in the Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire, and the chapter is coincidentally called the Goblet of Fire. So we know let's that big in. things are going to be in yeah. store. I got, I got lots to say. Let's just get into it. Tell us what happened. All right. So as we kicked off at the end of last week there, Victor Crumb was announced that he's actually a Durmstrang student. So naturally, everybody is fawning over him as they try and make their way to the Great Hall for a feast uh, to welcome all these new students and these new schools. The uh, Bobaton students, they go to sit with the Ravenclaws. The Durmstrangs, they go to sit with the Slytherins. The, the Bobaton girls, they're described, especially one in particular, is being uh, looked at by all the guys with some attraction. Uh, one has a lot silverly blonde hair that seems to be getting a lot more attraction. A lot of the guys looking at her, almost like she's a Vila girl or something like that. That's how she's described. Uh, so during this time, though, as well, we notice that uh, there are two new guests that join the head table. Our buddy Ludo Bagman joins us again, as does Barty Crouch from the Ministry of Magic. They're introduced as being part of the panel of judges that go alongside the head of the schools. Uh, so Dumbledore, uh, Mac- Miss Maxime or Madame Maxime and uh, Karkaroff as well. Dumbledore, he explains the tournament that uh, three champions, one from each school is going to be judged over the course of three tasks on their magical prowess, their deduction, their daring, their ability to cope with danger. The champions will be selected impartially through an object that is called the big reveal, the Goblet of Fire. Uh, The Goblet is going to impartially select these champions. All they have to do is put their name into the Goblet of Fire and it will determine who is best fit. However, no one under the age of 17 is allowed to enter and an age line has been drawn around the goblet so that no one can enter unless they are over the age of 17. It's also worth noting that if they are selected by the Goblet of Fire, it's considered a magically binding contract. They cannot back out. So they all have 24 hours to enter the contest and they, after their feast, everyone exits the Great Hall but not actually before uh, Karkaroff and the Durmstrings begin to stare at Harry Potter in disbelief. It's almost like they don't believe that he goes to the school or that he's there. So they keep staring until Mad-Eyed Moody makes an entrance and he breaks it up, staring down Karkaroff, which is kind of an interesting encounter that we can discuss. Uh, The next morning, Fred and George, they're super keen on entering this contest. They test out an aging potion and they're going to try and enter their name into the goblet. So since they're only a few months away from turning 17, they just take a little drop each 
and they think it's going well. However, once they cross the line, they get ejected from the uh, circle, get blown back like 10, 15 feet or whatever it is, and ends up, uh, they end up growing like these long shaggy beards that they have to go but to the uh, hospital wing to go and get removed. Although I think shaving them would have probably worked just as well. Maybe that is what they did. Um, all right, so it is rumored that the Durmstrangs have entered uh, the previous morning early before anyone had seen them, and it's the next day, and the Bobaton students are now entering their names, including the Vila girl that we met earlier. Uh, so uh, Harry, Ron, Hermione, they're watching this. They're talking about who would be good to represent uh, Hogwarts. No one wants Cedric unless you're from the Hufflepuff house. There's a Slytherin Quidditch player. His name escapes me at the moment. He's a big brute. He uh, enters the tournament as well. Um, and the Gryffindor's hopes, they're pegged on Angelina Johnson, the Quidditch seeker, uh, who they hope will be able to represent Hogwarts. So they head out to uh, Hagrid's hut as they haven't really visited him yet. Uh, he's they go and knock on the door and Hagrid, he's actually dressed up in his Sunday's best. He's got like this big hideous suit on. He's got an orange and yellow checkered tie that he's wearing. He's trying to keep his hair like he gre greases it back almost trying to keep it uh, kept up. It's not going too well. So they have lunch and uh, Hermione attempts to recruit Hagrid to her group called spew Hagrid is against this he thinks that they should be left to just be happy doing the thing that they love to do uh before though they head back to the great hall for selection um Hagrid goes out to run outside for a second and says that he's going to come back and walk back with them to the ultimate feast here where they're going to have the selection however he gets distracted by uh, Madame Maxime as all of the Beaubaton students are heading into the great hall he starts flirting with her and ends up leaving with with her instead of even looking back at Harry, uh, Ron, and Hermione. So the kids put it together here, essentially, that he's growing pretty sweet on, on Madame here. Uh, once they get back to the Great Hall, they all have their Halloween feast. That's two back-to-back -back feasts, which is a lot of work for these house elves. Uh, they get to the ceremony portion of the evening goes as we expect especially if you've read the book before or seen the movie victor crumb who's been favored by karkarov and from durmstrang he is selected as their champion uh the vila girl fleur de la cour is selected for Bobaton. cedric diggory is selected for hogwarts and as dumbledore begins to wrap things up a fourth name comes out of the goblet of fire harry potter that's what that's we got that's what we got. It's a fun chapter. There's, it's funny because not a lot necessarily happens. Like they have their dinner, they go to bed, they visit Hagrid, they go to the next feast. <laughs> so they have and two yet, feasts in a very, very short amount of time here. And yet we're going to have uh, a couple things to talk about. We will. So um, why don't we just get right into it? We'll start with talking about the Goblet of Fire slash things that don't make sense. I mean, we'll save our things that don't make sense official section for later, but this whole Goblet of Fire piece, isn't it? Okay, I haven't put much thought into it, so I'm curious to see. The I, guess I, just, I just accepted it. I'm like, all right, they put their name in this thing and it no. selects it. The Goblet of Fire is so stupid. So I will say it is stupid because it apparently can't tell which students are under 17. Well, this is they my, have to put a ring around it. So how is it possible 
that this magical object can determine who is the most worthy champion out of a small group of students, but can't figure out how old they are. <laughs> and now maybe I thought about it. I was trying to be a little bit um, fair, I guess, to the stupid goblet of fire. I'm like, okay, maybe because when it was created to do this purpose, there was no wage limit. So they yeah. didn't teach it how to do that. However, could we not come up with some sort of like backup where if you put your name in and you get selected and you are somehow defeat the age line, you will not be allowed to participate. Yes, the magical contract's in place, but you will step in and you will immediately be removed from the task. And as such, your school will have no, no real candidate and everyone will hate you. Or it selects another one, right? Like, I don't know, but I agree with you. Like that, so there's that. So it couldn't figure how old they are. Second of all, if it couldn't figure how old you are, and that's because of like the original magic around it, three schools, why does it accept Harry's name? Um, like, I don't, I just, I can't even fathom how that works. But even if we accept that it works, how did Harry's name get in there to begin with? If we were smart enough to put an age learning around it, we couldn't have been smart enough to say, hey, you can't put in someone's name who's not yours. Who's not, yeah. Because that's the other thing. Like all Fred and George would have had to have done is go to Angelina Johnson and say, hey, can you write our names down on this piece of paper? Well, we wrote them down ourselves. Us. Just put, drop them in when you're yeah. in. <laughs> like, it's just ridiculous. It it's does ridiculous leave some that, questions. That his name could get in there. And then it's even... It's less ridiculous, I suppose, that once his name got chosen, he has to participate. But it's ridiculous that his name got in there. There's absolutely no reason that that should have been possible. Even if Moody was the one, like there should have been so many safeguards. Uh, that being said- You think said, so, especially because one of the key reasons why the tournament was allowed to come back was because this age limit was put into place so the fact that it's just being totally ignored now and still being considered that it's part of the magical contract that you must obey this thing i treat it it's almost similar to the it's exactly it's similar to the sorting hat where it's just an inanimate object that is deciding your fate for either an event or for the next seven years of your life and what school you go into so yeah it's it's ridiculous now i mean I don't know. I like we can talk about how dumb the whole selection process is, but like that they couldn't get out of it. But why do they even need an impartial selector in the first place? So it could be something that they vote on, you think? Or well, well here's what I think. You know, I'm in charge of a team, you're in charge of a team, somebody else is in charge of the third team. It's my responsibility to pick the best candidate. I know the students at my school the best. And as such, why can't I just decide who the champion is? You like, as Dumbledore, you as the headmaster. Yeah, yeah. Like, who cares? Who cares if it's biased? Like, these are seventeen-year-old kids. You're a fully grown adult. Tell them to suck it up and deal with it. It should be obvious at that point who is the best in your school. Like, Karkarov clearly knew who was the best, and the fact that he's a world famous 
seeker and super talented, I guess. Like it seemed obvious that he was the pick that Karkarov obviously would have gone to. You have to think that like Dumbledore would have went with Cedric probably. I mean, we, we know him as being a talented Quidditch player. Yeah. He seems to be good in school. He comes from the best house in all of Hogwarts. Like it, it makes sense. There weren't really any other contenders when you consider that it was a Slytherin play, a Quidditch player, and Angelina Johnson. Yeah. like the Nothing against that, her. No, the fact that there weren't any... It's not like Harry went in and be like, oh, it's definitely going to be Angelina. They hoped it would because they wanted it to be a Gryffindor. But I think they all knew it was going to be Cedric. Yeah. Uh, and so why not just pick it yourself? Pick like, him. And then, guess what? You can't defeat an age line if you're a selection committee. You can't accidentally choose 14-year-old Harry Potter. You can't be worried about, like, there's no way to cheat the system. The only way to cheat the system is if you somehow think the selection committee can be bribed. But again, it doesn't matter because you're in charge of the school. You get the final say. Like, I just, it doesn't make sense that we need an impartial selection committee to begin with. And then if we somehow have to, this was the best they could come up with. Do these people remember their wizards? like i think half the time they forget they can do magic even to have like an internal school competition or something right have a short list and then say hey you are going to compete in three mini tasks we had two months to determine who it's going to be we're going to put together a fake trial or whatever Mm -hmm. we're just going to get to it. it it just it's questionable this is the dumbest this is the dumbest thing we've come across yet like like in terms of why like i can't even the rules of quidditch make more sense than this that's like high praise coming from you like it's just they were so worried about safety they were so worried about safety and they're like well there's nothing we can do if you get your name in the goblet and it gets chosen what especially because it and when you think about it in hindsight, it's very obvious how to break through the age line by just getting someone older to fill in your name for you. Right. If if that was a way to defeat the age line, this was ridiculous. Like, why even have it? Like, why even have it? Like, maybe Dumbledore should have been responsible for putting all the names in. And you had to go to him and he'd be like, yep, yeah, boom, 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 boom. And then in order to get and past the age line, you had to be one of the headmasters. Like there's we, so, many, so many different ways you could get around this if you even have to have it. If you accept that this stupid piece of magical technology is required, that there's no, there's nothing else you can do. Like, we, we learn that wizards and witches like, are good at good many things, dragons. but logic is not one of them. Yeah, it's, man man it just it really it really this one irritates you yeah because there's i've been thinking about this for like two hours and i come (laughs) up with a hundred better ways we could have made sure that someone too young didn't get in which which leads to the only real possibility which is that dumbledore maybe wanted this which is even more outrageous because i yeah i don't think that's true at all i don't think it's i don't think it's true at all either right like I don't know. I, it's ridiculous. Like it just, it's crazy. It's crazy that that Harry's name could get pulled out 
it's crazy that they put one precaution in place when, as you mentioned, what we heard is the reason this was able to come back is because they just theoretically found a way to make it safer. But if they can't even prevent the underage wizards from competing, if they some like it just I I I don't have any words any more words I have said a lot of words um, because we talked about this earlier I remember we had a conversation of why not just have Harry enter the event and then withdraw yeah if he didn't complete if he doesn't complete the first event he can't even complete the second event exactly so yeah even if you don't want to do it then yeah just fail the first one you're not included anymore yeah but. Alas, Harry Potter is going to be included in the he Goblet of Fire. I have one more thing that doesn't make sense okay. along the Goblet of Fire parchment Harry Potter name shooting out. We know that it was defeated because Barty Crouch put Harry Potter's name uh, on a piece of paper with a fourth school. That's what they tell us. With a what school? With a fourth school. Oh, okay. With a fourth. Oh, is that the case? That is the case. That's how he does uh, okay. It. I did not know that. Um, Dumbledore, now reading said parchment, doesn't see the name of the fourth school. Bogwarts. School of Witchcraft and Wizardry. Hogwarts yeah. 5. Like, I don't, I don't get it. That's a oh. user. That is a user error there. The, uh, the goblet isn't, I think I'd rather have the sorting hat deciding who the champions are that would have been worth it just put the hat on the people and he would yeah. say yes or no yeah let me let me uh, assess all the starting hat now knows how old you are <laughs> like yeah because we saw it fred wrote fred weasley hogwarts on the thing he drops it in mm-hmm. we learn later that harry's was entered under a forceful we never get the name okay uh, i did it's not a very that. large plot hole that dumbledore wouldn't realize that it's not under hogwarts and you think it should be null and void at that part I, I if do. he's I just do think the contract i do actually think the contract is null and void here because he, he's not participating as one of the champion of the three schools that are in there um that is something we will discuss next week we're not recording it today but no, there will be follow-up on that yeah we're going to talk about this stuff but yeah so this chapter, like you said, not much happened, but anything specifically in here, not much happened in terms of time elapsing. A lot happened plot-wise. Yeah, yeah, um, very, very short that, amount of time. jumped out at you that you had forgotten about? Not really. Like, I mean, the small details of it, maybe the visit out to Hagrid, now Hagrid yeah. totally just ghosts them for yeah. Madame Maxime, which yeah. I find hilarious. But besides that, we, we know what happens. The, yeah. the students come in. They all fill out their ballots and they go. I I guess maybe, and it's not even something that I forgot. I think maybe like part of me thought like, oh yeah, what happens or the way that the book is composed is this is announced. Then there's like a bunch of classes or something and a bunch of other chapters that happen in between where they discuss it and go to classes and other things happen. And then it's announced, but like, it's very quick in succession here. Very quick in succession. For me, yeah, again, it was just small things like, we learn that Lee Jordan takes the aging potion, but he never steps over the line because he sees how bad it goes for <laughs> George. We have more convo between, like on the twins Ludo storyline. Um, just we've had a couple, we had it mentioned in the last chapter too, and it's coming across. It just reminds me a lot of book two where we sort of had that Percy is being weird storyline, like yeah. throughout the book. 
And then eventually we get a resolution and it's just like a random, it's not even like a B plot. It's like a Z plot. Yeah. Um, it just sort of reminds me of that. It's fun. We'll eventually get a resolution to it, but it's not really adding anything. It's so. it's interesting. It's also yeah. just kind of when you know what they're talking about and then all of a sudden you know that they're talking about Ludo and it's like, oh shit, Ludo's here now all of a sudden. So that yeah. kind of adds to the, the fun of it for sure. Ludo um, being there uh, falls right under something else that doesn't make sense about the Triwizard Tournament, not about the Goblet of Fire specifically. The three headmasters should not be judges. It's true. They, don't they do that in the Olympics though, or do they like they do, when they're but judging? The Olympics are different because uh, a judge has to be from somewhere. Um, maybe not this acting headmaster of the schools. Like they, anytime you get, have a panel of judges, though, you're in for a bad time because you're in for implicit biases. No, yeah, no question. But it should be Ludo and Barty, the Russian equivalent of Ludo and Barty. And the French equivalent of Ludo and Barty. And yes, there'll probably be some favoritism between the things, but let's let's pretend we're trying to be objective, not the acting headmasters. <laughs> I mean, I guess if they were judges, then they couldn't have been allowed to select the champion and then their champions, yeah. The Goblet of Fire. But that I guess, like a little yeah. Bit. I guess they're being trusted in that position of high authority or whatever to be impartial, kind of how similar the similar ministry heads would be because then you can also argue that Barty Crouch and and Ludo would be biased in their own way so it's almost uh, as if it's a three to two advantage as is if my memory serves they will in fact be biased in their own ways that makes um, sense so uh we'll just keep our eye on that I just it's weird it's weird also um none of these things need to be judged no, exactly. Because they're all time trials. That right? is like, true. Like, I guess, well, let's save that for when we get to each of the tasks and how the judging is done. But they don't really need to be judged. They either need to be, yes, like pass, fail, or time trials. And yeah, you know, you draw a random dragon, draw the tougher one. That sucks to be you, but uh maybe that was a bad task to choose in that scenario um but they don't really need judges no it's more of an honorary position it seems like that is more symbolic than anything else but yeah i don't know i'm kind of curious to see how they're involved because i don't really remember a lot of that at this point that's fair it'll probably come back to you but it's interesting because i have a few spots where i know the judges interfere with the results a little bit um and we'll see which judges specifically because i don't have a strong memory of that either way anything else from this chapter that didn't make sense to you i just i thought it angelina johnson as the gryffindor selection i don't know it just didn't make sense to me i thought there would have maybe been someone but at the same time there was no character that was really perceived to be who that person no, would be have, so we don't it, you kind of had to reach deep almost be like all right angelina johnson she's she's the one we don't really have is interesting the characters we know the only elder gryffindors that we knew were percy and oliver wood and they both graduated mm -hmm. um the twins are in fifth year sixth year fifth year fifth six no, they six. must be in. They they're, must they, be in six they're six years. because they've done their owls and they did terrible. Yeah, right, right. Um, and so they're not old enough, according to the the 
rules. And so we don't really know that many people. So it really only leaves us um, with a few we, Quidditch players. Yeah. Yeah. And we don't really know how old all of them are, but we got her. And I think we got like Alicia Spinnett are the only other elder ones. And Alicia might even be gone by now. Yeah, exactly. So they just, they needed a Gryffindor person to root for. Um, but they could have chosen, like they could have put Lee Jordan in. They could have chosen like a character a bit more familiar with. I guess so. Yeah. And like not have him involved in the. Yeah. I mean, she's not a bad choice. Like what we know about her, is she's a very strong. Athlete. Strong Quidditch player. Yeah, no, it's true. And we, and that's all we really know about any of the characters who ventured. We know about Crumb. I, I guess maybe it, it, it's less something that doesn't make sense and just more something that's out of left field. A little, yeah, that's fair. It's just, we don't, we don't really have very many other, we don't know a lot of people, the twins age or older mm -hmm. other than the twins and Lee. Like that's really it. Like They're sort of a, a group, um, but we sort of had that weird breakdown. I would, I would love to go back and look at who was on the Quidditch team on Harry's first year. And what year were they all in? Because I think the team skewed young. It must have, if that's the case. Yeah. yeah. Which maybe so, would explain why they weren't good until Harry came. Right. Or until Harry came plus two more years. That's true. Yeah. Uh, so anything else on this chapter that came that you noticed? Um, I really liked the meeting of when Karkarov and the Durmstrang students realize that harry goes to the school i think that they were maybe thrown for a little loop i don't think they knew that harry went to hogwarts because it seems like they don't even know since they don't even know where the, where the location is of this school do they necessarily know where the boy that who lived is right. going to school so he kind of seems like in shock that he's there and then also just that breakdown of moody who comes to stare down Karkaroff and kind of sends him off because given we know that Moody was an horror and would fight and arrest basically all the Death Eaters and we know Karkaroff has that Death Eater pass. So it's just kind of interesting that that's there. But then at the same time, it's Barty Crouch who he probably knew from his Death Eater days. So I just, I thought that that was interesting. Right. Do you think the reason Dumbledore wanted Moody here was because Karkaroff was going to be here? Hmm could be part of it i think ultimately it was his teaching and his knowledge because maybe at that time he might not have known if karkarov was even going to be there i don't know when the tournament was necessarily right. finalized right. so i imagine it would probably add to it or would have been one of the reasons but i don't think it was the the sole reason that he was there yeah I, i'm not convinced it was either i think it was more all the other stuff dumbledore had been noticing um but I think it's certainly a side benefit for sure. Oh, absolutely. The so, only other thought that I had is just kind of interesting to see who the other schools kind of aligned with or got to know. Uh, the Slytherins obviously sat with the Durmstrangs and it makes sense that they would get along. And then the Ravenclaws were with the Bobatons, which was, I think it was interesting. Like, well, it's more, it's more, um, you know, diametrically opposing them again. Because mm -hmm. I think if you were to say which which house is most opposite Slytherin, I don't actually think it's Gryffindor. I think there's a lot of overlap between qualities of those houses. Oh, absolutely there is. So I, I mean, that's why is, you see Harry very closely associated with yeah, them. So I think as much as one can be opposed, 
to Slytherin like without being this is evil and this is good. I think the Ravenclaw is a bit more opposed, and Hufflepuff doesn't really oppose any of them. That's, that's not really because it's we talked about it this book one like it's not really based on a trait where the other ones were all based on traits, and this one was was its own thing. It's a good um, neutral school or a good house, good neutral house. So the only other thought I had here was. Do you think Dumbledore wants Harry to participate? So not before he's chosen, like, but like in the moment when 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 Dumbledore sees the parchment, he reads Harry. Do you think he realizes what's happening in the moment and then thinks, "I need him to participate now. I need him to be a lure." I don't think so. I think. I don't know if you necessarily knew in that moment what was happening, but I think probably it would have set him off as being something that wasn't good. Um, I don't know if I'm correct or not in my thinking of this. I, I feel like he was ultimately against it and kind of shows his arguments against it in the next chapter. I was going to say, let's, let's try and remember to talk about this next time and see what his reaction in the like side room is. Yeah. And, and see what it, what it is because we know that Dumbledore has a lot of random things planned for Harry and I don't think Dumbledore planned this obviously I'm not suggesting that but I wonder if when he sees it he now sees it as an opportunity but so I don't know I, I would guess I would lean no too but it's an interesting thing so we'll see how he um, positions his decisionings on it in the next chapter because I mm-hmm. know I don't know but my my memory tells me McGonagall is super against it and he sort of doesn't take a side, but I could be, I could be completely wrong. Like we'll, yeah. we'll see, we'll see that go, but let's try and remember that. Um, I'm sure we'll, I'm sure we'll get triggered as we read through the next time. Exactly. Yeah, no, that's, I agree with that. I didn't any have quotes? any quote. I didn't no have quotes? any quotes. No, nothing really one. stuck out to me. I had one that I liked and this was it right after Fleur Delacour was chosen. Um, Hermione goes, Oh, look, they're all disappointed. And then Harry's response to that is disappointed was a bit of an understatement. Harry thought two of the girls who had not been selected had dissolved into tears and were sobbing with their heads on their arms. That is, uh, that, that is funny. a funny one. Yeah. Uh, unrelated Fleur de la Cour, uh, translates from French to English as flower of the heart. So that's kind of a funny. Oh, name. that's a really nice name. And she's quarter Vila. I looked it up. Yep. She is. She does have uh Vila traits. Um, I think her grandmother was part Vila or something like that. So grandmother was full. Full Vila. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So that does explain why she's so receiving alluring. the looks and alluring. Yeah. yeah, exactly. All right. Alluring to our LVP candidate here. Yeah. I had Ron as an LVP candidate. It's obvious. He's just obsessed with everyone. He's he, obsessed he... with Fleur. He's obsessed with Crumb, but he's somehow obsessed with Crumb, but is not so obsessed with Crumb that he doesn't know he goes to Durmstrang. But yeah. I, feel, I feel like that would be well known. That he's still in high school. That he's still a student. Yeah. yeah. You think that that would be known. It, it, yeah, it's weird. He wants, he, he's really set on like Victor sharing a dorm room yeah, with him. With where everyone's sleeping. It's weird. It's a weird vibe. For <laughs> I didn't, I didn't agree with it, but yeah, there's no, there's no focus to him whatsoever. And I know that like he is sometimes not necessarily the most fo- like focused character, but it's really on display in in this one in particularly yeah, uh that and then he also had kind of like a weird it's funny reading these books now be like back because this came out in 2000 or whatever it was like a lot of the things that people could say back then and get away with it compared to what they tried now uh he's quoted as saying like they don't make them like that here at hogwarts in reference to the girls and i just 
it's just interesting thinking about because it's just kind of like it's it's a statement that is said but it's not really delved into or like he's not really admonished or diminished for it yeah. or anything and it just, I just yeah, yeah. It, it's a comment that doesn't stand up today which is just kind of interesting although unfortunately i feel like it's a comment that would still get made yeah that's true yeah yeah um so i had ron obviously as a candidate i also had the twins as a candidate because like the aging potion was not going to work guys it wasn't going to work you put but one I, second of thought into it literally liked, one second we see it they're like oh we'll just use an aging potion no problem but no come on I liked it. I assumed that they made it themselves or they created it themselves. Like, yeah, I mean, they at least put the effort in to make it. So I give them some plus for yeah. that. And then I just thought, Hagrid, I'll, I'll call him out here. Um, his reasoning for not joining Hermione's spew fails to me because he, he mentions that we don't need to do this. It's in their nature to want to care for humans. I don't think Hermione's telling them to stop working He's mm-hmm. just trying to get them better conditions, get them some sort of pay. And it's it's sort of, um, George mentions it before, like they like doing it. That's not the point. The point is they could be treated better. And I think I would have I would have expected Hagrid to be a bit more um, open to it. And he just sort of shuts it down right away. So that being said, I still think it's Ron. Oh, it absolutely is. Yeah, there's no, no question about it. Who did you have for MVP? Uh, I don't have an MVP yet because I, <laughs> I didn't really know where to it go. Was, it was actually really difficult to pick one. And so like, yes, you had mentioned those things about Hagrid and I didn't really think about it in that moment because he is not the first person in the book no. to have those thoughts and he's not the last. So I didn't think it would be fair to dig no, him for that. It's not, it's, it's not, but it's just sort of surprising based on Hagrid's general affection for magical creatures. It's but true. Maybe, yeah. Maybe, you know, he has just the same biases that everybody else has. Yeah, so I I went with him as my MVP. Like I don't know, he, he took his step, he stepped his game up, even though he wasn't really good at like kind of cleaning himself and getting dressed up to look good and coordinated and everything. But we kind of see him exploring something else in his life, which I assume could be pretty lonely at times. So you know, he has that fascination with his care of magical creatures or his magical creatures, but that could be a nerve wracking thing to do to try and like step up and impress a, a woman or try to flirt or make something of it. So I yeah. gave him some credit for that. That's fair. So I, I really had two, two candidates on my list. I had Cedric and I had Moody again. Yeah. Um, Cedric obviously gets chosen as Hogwarts champion. Like, I think that's not nothing. Um, we talked about how Angelina was, was probably deserving, um, but a little bit of an oddball choice um, from a reader's perspective. But when we when we sat down there and we went through it, I think we both agreed she would have been a fine choice. Yeah. So Cedric is, you know, good for him. But I think I'm going to go Moody slash Barty Crouch Jr. Wow. Because, <laughs> Barty Crouch is going to take gold well, right away He's going to lose this. some stuff at some points here. Um, but ultimately, he's done what he wants. He's yep. got Harry into the competition which is his only reason for being at the school in general. So um, I think we'll give him, I'll give him credit now. And then we have to be a bit more critical. We don't have to do anything, but I think we then should maybe look at being a bit more critical of how he goes about helping him. Um, Cause he, he will often leave things up um, to way more chance than, than maybe he should. That he should. Um, yeah. No, that so makes I, I don't know that he'll run away with it because he does start to make some mistakes as we go on. Um, but at the same time, what's Barty Crouch's goal at the beginning of this book? Bring Voldemort back. Spoiler alert, 
That's how the book ends. So mission accomplished, really, for him. I'm not I'm so not, not going to see not how it all pans him. out. I'm not going to not choose him because I'm afraid he's going to end up as the book MVP. No, exactly. Um, you have to you have to judge it on his on his merit alone. And it's had a lot of good merit or a lot of good good things that he's done, even if it's with the worst of intentions. Yeah. Yeah. That's our chapter. That's the chapter. It was a fun one, though. I liked it. Yeah. Next week, uh, we're coming back. We got two chapters next week. We have the four champions and we have the weighing of the wands. So basically, we're kicking off the Triwizard Tournament. It's get, yeah, without, it's getting to a fun point now. Without actually starting the Triwizard Tournament. Very close. I think there's actually, then I think we get a bit of a lull before we get into the first task i believe because we got to figure out i guess the egg and everything like that i don't really remember much about the weighing of the wands so i'm actually really looking forward well, to that I think, chapter uh yeah my my gut tells me that chapter is a rita skeeter focused chapter okay yeah um, whether or not it is i don't know she is going to be introduced soon though i think you're i think your gut's correct in that we're going to get more of her soon. So, uh, you want yeah. to give us a follow in the meantime? You can do that. Give us a shout or a follow at Harry Potter We Read Podcast on Instagram. Love to hear from you. Check out our videos, see what we're up to on there. It's a lot of fun. A lot of fun. <laughs> uh, find us where you find podcasts. Leave a review if you want. Good reviews only. Please talk to you next time. I'm David. That was Kyle. Bye.